The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. game Monday slate was good to everybody and we have a 14 game Tuesday slate to break it down for you um, some big aces five guys over 10k to look at and then some interesting uh, you can go some stars and scrubs approach here or take your gambles in the middle uh, Monday was a quite interesting slate to say the least uh, we move on to Tuesday and we'll kick it off with uh, the weather uh, wind blowing out in New York between Atlanta and the Mets at about 11 miles an hour. Blowing in from right field in Tampa Bay, Detroit at about 16 miles an hour. Wind blowing out yet again in Wrigley Field about 17 miles an hour to left. Uh, we got 30 to 40% chances of rain in Minnesota between the Jays and the Twins. White Sox Cardinals blowing out to right about 15 miles an hour. And Giants Padres blowing out to center at about 17 miles an hour. Let's look at the totals on tonight's slate. Uh, we got quite the mixed set of totals. You got Pirates Nationals at seven, Braves Mets seven and a half, Royals Red Sox eight, um, Brewers Reds nine and a half, Phillies Marlins eight, Rays Tigers eight and a half. Waiting on that Wrigley Field one between the Rockies and the Cubs. Yankees Astros eight, Jays Twins nine and a half. Remember the rain possibility there. White Sox Cardinals nine, Dodgers D backs seven and a half, Orioles Angels nine. A's Mariners eight and a half, Padres Giants seven and a half. So all over the board. Like I said, the pitching you could go a bunch of different ways. Stars and scrubs, and the totals kind of show it there. You got a handful of you know eight and a half, nines, nine and a half, and then you got some sevens to eights that you can target the pitching with your team total leaders so far. You got Cardinals, Red Sox, Indians, Twins, Angels, Brewers, Reds, Blue Jays, all four and a half or more. So. Definite options to target there. And you got uh, like Padres, Braves, Diamondbacks, Royals, Pirates, about three and a half or less. So definite targets to look at. Let's dive right into it. Let's look at the pitching. Above 10K, you got Scherzer at 12-7, Sale at 12-4, Kershaw at 11-9, Verlander at 11-7, and Noah Sendergaard at 10-8. Uh, obviously, at least obviously to me, you're starting out with Mad Max at 12-7 at home against the Pittsburgh Pirates. You saw Tanner Roark. Uh, I tell you guys, he's a very good cash can guy. Nothing flashy last night. Again, puts up 18 points. You know, his floor is just so good. Even when he gets beat up, he doesn't get, like, shelled-shelled. So he'll get you 12 to 13 points. He did he did well 
18 points, and that's and you moved on. Uh, you got Mad Max tonight at 12-7, averaging 32 points a game on the season. He's just been pure filth, as expected. Um, he's got nine or more Ks in four straight starts. He's got nine or more in basically five of six starts this year, ten or more in four of those six. So you know what you're getting when you're getting Mad Max. You're getting filth. You're getting distance. You're gonna have, He's going to give up a home run or two here and there. That just happens. Um, the, the Pirates do only strike out 20% of the time, but you're looking at Mad Max at a Pirates team total of 2-7, lowest on the slate. Lefty's 284, righty's 204. Mad Max definitely uh, in play. They have one of the worst ISOs in baseball. It's right-handed pitching at a buck 42. So Mad Max is a great choice. I do not need to go too much farther into that at 12-7. Uh, yeah, Chris Sale at 12-4. Uh, yes, very good option as always. Chris Sale does what he does. He strikes guys out. Uh, eight or more in uh, three or four starts. But uh, it is a Royals team that doesn't strike out a ton. They're still not a good offense by any means. They do strike out over 25% of the time versus lefties. You saw Erod just had horrible control yesterday. That was his biggest problem. If he's not walking guys, he pitches great. So Sale is worth a shot at 12-4. I'd rather pay it for Scherzer at 12-7. But uh, Sale at 12-4 is in play as well. I got Kershaw at Arizona. I think Kershaw's broken. If he throws great, I tip my cap. I walk away. But I'll either pay up or pay down. I will stay away from Kershaw at that price tag because he's just not meeting that price these days. Let me see some consistency at that price tag and those results. Yeah, Justin Verlander. We mentioned Charlie Morton yesterday. It could have been the Sunday night hangover. It could have been a lot of factors. Morton just being really good. Um, the Yankees put out a pretty bad lineup here, and Judge got the day off and some others. Uh, still some bombers in the lineup, no doubt about it. But you got a guy like Verlander, 30 or more points. Actually, 31 or more points in three of his last four. Uh, average of 28 on the season. has been a strikeout machine. And when we play the Yankees, you got a strikeout rate of over 23%. So a lot's like there. He is a fly ball guy, which is always terrifying. So he will give us a long ball. We break that down all the time with him. It is always in play. But the Yankees, you know, a team as dominant as that, they have the sixth lowest total on the slate at 3-6-4. Uh, lefty's 300, righty's 317 off of Verlander. So he could be a very good GPP, just like I said with Morton last night. And Morton was the best pitcher on the board last night, at least price, uh, high price guy especially. But overall, pretty much the best pitcher you had out there. So Verlander could be that guy as well. He could get hit because it's the Yankees. He'd never be shocked if that happened. But I like Verlander at home at 11-7. It's a very good GPP play to pivot off of uh, the Scherzer lifestyle. The other guys up top I will be staying away from tonight. You have uh, Syndergaard at 10-8. He's kind of like he's pitching better than Kershaw. But he's still not getting it like done, done for me. He's not going deep. He's not consistent. He's facing a Braves team at home this time. He faced two starts ago in Atlanta, six innings, seven hits, three earned a homer, six Ks for 15.3, and that's not going to cut it at 10-8. Uh, he's been great. The strikeouts have been there pretty much most of the year, but still not exactly where I want to go. I respect this Atlanta offense, and they can run into a couple and make it interesting for, for Syndergaard at that price tag. So, honestly, I wouldn't mind an Atlanta batter to – in a uh, if you're multi-entering tournaments, so pitchers up top, you got Scherzer one, Verlander two, Sale three. That's where I'll be going at the top of the price points there. Mid-tier pitchers, you got one that stands out and looks really interesting. We saw Jake Faria pitch absolutely outstanding yesterday against Detroit, and that's what you can do against the Tigers. Their offense is sneaky. They're one of the top three teams in baseball in exit velocity as a team. They're hitting the ball very, very hard, hard contact team. But they're also a team that struggles in bunches. And they struggled yesterday. They struggled last couple days after a nice run of a week or so where they just dominated baseball. You got Archer, who has not been great. Not at all. 15 points last time on 18 before that. A minus 7 and then a 21. He's 9200 bucks, which says, you know, this could be a little too steep for our liking. He's given up one homer 
in every single game this year. Exactly one home run in every single game this year. So that's something to think about. See if that streak comes keeps coming tonight if you want to play a, you know, a Tiger power bat or two to, to see if that works. Maybe a stack because Archer has been bad. But the fact he's priced at 9200 bucks, he's a minus 130 road favorite against the Tigers team. It's very interesting because Archer still has a 28.5% K rate, swinging strike rate of 13.6, ground ball rate about 43, which is very respectable. He's just given up a lot of loud contact, almost a 40% hard contact rate, which can be a little terrifying. You look at the Tigers, their team totals 408, a little less than halfway in the middle of the pack. Lefty's 323, righty's 291. They have a little above average Woba of 317 versus righties and a average ISO of about a buck seventy versus right-handed pitching. So it's a very interesting GPP option. Like cash games, he's too scary, not stable enough for cash games. But GPP wise, if you're not going up top or you even want to mix him with a guy up top because you will find value in your batch tonight, he makes for a very interesting option that I think people will see that price tag, see recent performances, and they will go right past Archer A. And by no means do I say this is a lock. If he got Booted after the second inning, no one would be surprised. But he's got that upside to really be a, a five-digit pitcher on a night like tonight against Detroit, and on a 14-game slate where you know you're not really worried about ownership too much with that many games because it kind of spreads itself out. You could be really, really intrigued with a guy like Chris Archer. Going down, he's kind of by himself there, but we'll we'll add the seven K guys in there before we get to the sixes. You drop down to Kyle Hendricks at 7,800 bucks at home against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Hendricks been very, very good. We mentioned last time I knew $6,900, and that was just disrespectful. He went out and got you 20, almost 28 DraftKings points. He's basically got 18 or more in three straight starts. For $7,800, bucks. we will take 18 again. Be our Tanner Rourke of the night. Uh, yes, slightly got to be concerned about that wind blowing out, but the good thing about Kyle Hendricks is, A, he did this in Coors where he got you 18 points. He was Colorado, five innings, three earned. Uh, he even gave up a home run and six strikeouts. 9-1 to one ground ball to fly ball. The reason I bring up the ground ball to fly ball is we know Hendricks is a big-time sinker while pitcher, and if the wind's blowing out and he's getting ground balls, well, the wind doesn't matter. So uh, Hendricks at 78 is very much in play for me tonight because you, you saw it with last night's wind. It, it didn't affect it like it usually does, and maybe it won't tonight, but if you're not new to baseball, you know how the Wrigley wind can affect things big time. So a guy like Hendricks with his ground ball ability at 7800 bucks is in play. Now, if his ground ball is missing, he's a BP fastball, and those balls are going to fly a long way. But at 7800 bucks, Hendricks has tremendous upside in the matchup against the Colorado team, which he actually did pretty well against. Got you 18 points last time out. Sean Newcomb, 7600 bucks at the New York Mets. Uh, this is a guy we talk about almost every time out there. He's got a big, big strikeout upside. Uh, you have four earned his last time out against Cincinnati. He still got you 15 points because he struck out seven. He's got seven or more Ks. In uh, three of his last four starts, he's gotten five or more Ks in every start this year. He's faced the Mets earlier, 14 DraftKings points in that. Uh, been kind of a, every now and then he loses control, and that's been a big issue with with Newcomb when his walk rate, the walk rate about 12%. But, you know, he's still striking out 25%. His ground balls of 45%, limits the hard contact. And you're facing a Mets team that strikes out 26% of the time versus left handed pitching. And that's what really stands out to me in this one. The Mets are one of the worst teams in all of baseball against left handed pitching, really. Really bad for his left-handed pitching. Um, when you look at the Mets team total, 4-1-8. Lefties, 358. Righties, 312 versus Newcomb. He's a reverse splits guy. But you look at the Mets, a 270 Woba, dreadful. Like I mentioned yesterday, you want to be 300 for average. You know, 320, 330 for really good. And you go up from there. 270 is dreadful. And he, when, you, when you're talking ISO, you want to be like at least a buck 50, preferably buck 70 or higher ISO. If you're, you know, cruising the 190s and above, you're really good. The Mets have a .086 isolated slugging versus left-handed pitching. That is dreadful. They have one home run on the season versus left-handed pitching. One. 
one entire home run. They're not good against left-handed pitching, and now they have Yohannes Suspendis not in the lineup. Uh, things are looking really bleak there in, in New York. So a guy like Newcomb at 76 could be in line for a huge start against a very depleted Mets offense uh, and in a good good ball, ballpark to pitch in tonight. Last but not least, in your 7K range, you got Tyson Ross of the San Diego Padres going against the Giants. Uh, $7,200 at San Francisco. Ross, you know, a, a sketchy start at Colorado. I told you not to use him coming off of that near, you know, that no-no bid he had in Arizona where he threw 127 pitches. But now, you know, he still threw 94 in that one. He wasn't horrible. He got to seven strikeouts at Coors. You know, you, you can't, you know, complain too much about that. He kept the ball in the park. And that's one thing about Tyson Ross. He's only given up two homers all year, and that was at Houston. Other than that, one, two, three, five other starts with – or four other starts with no home runs. He faced the Giants earlier this year, six innings, seven hits, no earned, five Ks for 22.1. Now, you know, at 7,200 bucks, get me 18, 19 points. We'll be just happy. Facing a Giants team that is striking out more than normal this year. Joe Panic won't be there from the left side as he's out for quite some time. They're striking out over 24% of the time this year, which is very, very big. So Tyson Ross can limit the walks, which has been an issue with him. He's in a great spot tonight against the Giants team with a total below four at 3.9. Uh, a Woba of 308 and a bad ISO of 144. So our, uh, Ross at 72 he might be popular tonight, but a very good option in that respect. So your mid-tier range, you got Kyle Hendricks 1. Tyson Ross, two. Newcomb, three. I got Archer, four. But if you want the ultimate GPP play, he's probably the best GPP play on the board because he's complete boom or bust. And he will he could break your night, but he could also make it in a big, big way. Let's talk below 7K. And this is where I mentioned you can go stars and scrubs because there are some options you can actually get behind here. Kyle Gibson at 65 will be uber popular because people are finally realizing how good he is as a pitcher after what he did against the Yankees. But, you know, he started out with a couple rough starts, but his last two at New York, at Tampa Bay, have been very, very good. And the strikeout stuff has been there his last two. And that's the stuff we saw at the end of the second half last season. His strikeout rate really, really improved. And once he started doing that, it made his secondary pitches and, and tertiary pitches look so, so much better. So you got Gibson at 65 versus the Toronto Blue Jays. A Blue Jays team that does uh, strike out at a clip of 24% versus right-handed pitching. You know, he's got that 50% ground ball rate. So there's a lot to like about Gibson, especially to keep the ball in the ballpark. Toronto can be a sneaky team at times at the dish. A team total of 4.54. Lefties 328, righties 380 versus Gibson. So it's risky, but 6500 bucks, big, big upside. Next guy I'll look at is Andrew Triggs of the Oakland A's. 6K at the Seattle Mariners. Triggs has had one bad start, really. This year. pretty much one bad start at against the White Sox. Ending the third, six earned, minus 13.8. Other than that, last start out at Texas, 23-9. On the end, 11-1 at Seattle, 21-2, 19-7. He's given up no more than two runs in any other start besides that blow-up against the White Sox. And he has four or more Ks in, all, in those other four starts, six or more in three of those four. So he showed really, really good stuff outside of one bad start. That's why the numbers look skewed early in the season. Sample size is very, very small. You got a Seattle team striking out over 20% of the time versus righties. Triggs getting a ground ball at 50.5% of the time. Limits hard contact. So at 6K, it's the guy you can really, really get behind. Seattle's uh, team total is only 4.3. Lefties 343, righties 308. Now, given Seattle's offense was on fire in Cleveland over the weekend, maybe that carries over. Maybe it doesn't. But for $6,000, Triggs is a very, very solid option. And then last but not least, uh, I believe Andrew Suarez making his return to the Giants rotation. Spot start yet again for 5400 bucks. He made one start earlier this year against Arizona, five and a third, four earned, uh, two walk or no walks, seven Ks. He got two homers. 
ground ball to fly ball at 2-1 to one ratio. Still got you almost 16 points because of the strikeout ability. And that's what he's shown in his whole career in the minors, big-time strikeout stuff. And that's why I, I think he's interesting at 5400 bucks. the cold boomer bust uh, punt play. There's the, Mike Trout is 5800 bucks tonight. You're getting a pitcher at 5400 facing a San Diego team that strikes out over 26% of the time. So he's definitely a guy to keep on your radar. Um, pitching the 2-1 to one lock ratio. And the Padres... Have the fifth lowest total at 3.57. Lefty's 143, righty's 344. So the, the fifth lowest total on the board, a pitcher at 5,400 bucks, big time strikeout upside. So even if he gives up a couple runs, it doesn't destroy you by any means. You may actually make sure that you still get all the bats you want. Just saying. So down below here, I actually got uh, Suarez 1, Triggs 2, Gibson 3. Let's recap your pitching real quick on this slate. Up top, you got Scherzer 1, Verlander 2, Sale 3. In the middle, Hendricks, Tyson Ross, Newcomb, Archer. Down below, Suarez, Triggs, and Kyle Gibson. Now let's get to the bats on this slate. But before we get to the bats, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft Draft.com. You can find them in your app store at under draft. Uh, It's a great new way to play fantasy sports. Snake style draft takes under five minutes. One man, three man, five man, ten man. Tons of tournaments, all price points. And you get paid out the next day. If you're new to draft, you make your first deposit. Use promo code SD Sports. You get free entry into a free $3 tournament. They also have NFL best balls rocking and rolling over there. You see a draft, you walk away. It's simple as that. The whole new rookie draft class is located in those player pools. So you can rock and roll in all those respects. So go check it out on, on the internet at draft.com or on your app store under draft. Use promo code SD Sports when you make your first deposit. And you get entry into a free $3 tournament. Now let's get to the bats on this 14-game slate. And as you can tell with the pitching and the totals we talked about, it's it's quite a mixed slate where you have some interesting pitching options and then some complete duds. So we're going to have a lot of ways to build. Kind of tweeted about that last night. Lots of ways to go here. And we'll kick it off with, you know, J.T. Romito's on fire. I don't want to pay 42 for Real Mito, but he's been absolutely just crazy. You got the Dodgers versus Coke of Arizona, more of a pitch-to-contact guy. His K's have been up the last couple of times out, but in his career, a big pitch-to-contact guy. So a guy like Gasmani Grandal at 4K. Could be in play. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals will be a very popular topic tonight. They have a 5-2-5 total, currently the highest on the slate, waiting for the Rockies-Cubs totals to come out. Facing big game, James. Lefty's 388, righty's 352. So a guy like Yadi Molina, who's been crushing it all year at 3900 bucks after an off day, so he could rest his old legs, uh, could be a very nice play against James Shields. Uh, you go down some more, though, and you got guys like uh, Max Stasi at 34. Not really wanting to pay that much for him, but he's in a good matchup versus Montgomery. Um, Sal Perez versus Sale if you want a, a one-off type power catcher at 3,200. A guy like Matt Weeders coming off the DL swing a good bat, 3,100 versus Chad Cool. We know when you're targeting Mr. Cool uh, with a 4-3 total for the Nats, lefties 357, righties 333. So a guy like Weeders at 3,100 could be a punt play for you there. Uh, the farther down you look, you got guys like uh, Chance Cisco at 2,800 versus Tropiano, especially if he's t- uh, higher up in the order like he has been of late. Tucker Barnhart at 28, kind of our typical guy we like to target down here. He's he's consistent. Once in a while, he'll run into one. Bunch of extra base hits. Six points last night. Not flashy, but gets you that consistent production. So he's more of a cash game, I guess, than a GPP play. But for 28, does come into play. And the farther down you go, like Jose Alfaro against Jarlin Garcia. Garcia's been pitching okay this year, but Alfaro went deep yesterday at 27. He's got that power upside you're looking for. Austin Hedges is day-to-day. If he's in the lineup, he's 2,600 versus Suarez. He definitely could be a worth a look there. If not, look at A.J. Ellis, who will be super cheap tonight if you want to just completely punt the position. A.J. Ellis, 2,500 
versus Suarez. Other than that, take a look at your lineups. Maybe a Bruce Maxwell versus King Felix at 24. Could be worth a look at Christian Vasquez at 24 as well. Some punt plays you can look at there. First base, you got Freeman versus Syndergaard. It's kind of a one-off thing at 47 or a, a mini stack because the Braves offense is legit. So keep that in mind. But a Joey Votto, double-digit again last night. He's 4,600 versus Chase Anderson. Votto's been just a machine. Nine or more points just all over the place of late. Uh, you got the Reds, who have a team total of 474. Lefty's 268, righty's 303 off Chase. In Great American Small Park, I will go to Votto early and often. Cody Bellinger at 45 versus Coke is not a bad look either. You go down a little farther, you got like Brandon Belt swinging a hot bat at 42 versus Tyson Ross. I think Ross has an off day. He is a very good look there. But like Mitchie Two Bags, Mitch Moreland at 39 versus Junis. Another big game for him last night, 30 DraftKings points. He went three for four, three runs, a double, a homer, two ribbies. Just having a really, really good year and not talked about nearly enough. A 932 OPS is very solid for a $3,900 bat. CJ Crone, Tampa Bay, $3,900. Uh, another 16 points last night, another home run. He's got five homers in his last 10 games. He is just crushing the baseball all over the place. The Rays have a 4-4 total. Lefties 297, righties 336 off Matt Boyd. The Rays as a team have a very, very healthy 355 Wilbur versus right-handed pitching, and a, or left-handed pitching and a 189 ISO. Both really good stats. Corona at 3900 bucks in the middle of the order against Boyd is an intriguing play, to say the least. A guy like Matt Olson at 3700 with that power upside versus King Felix is uh, definitely in play for you tonight. Matt Adams, if he's in the middle of that Washington order at 36, is more of a value play versus cool you could you could go to there. But a guy like Jose Martinez, as we mentioned, the Cardinals will be targeted early and often versus big game James. Lefty's 388, righty's 352. Big Jose Martinez hitting in the middle of that Cardinals order at 3600 bucks is a very cheap piece of that Cardinals puzzle to pair. Uh, the Cardinals are actually pretty cheap overall tonight, so something to keep in mind when you break down your lineups. I think a farther guy I like as well. If Gibson is off, Justin Smokey went deep yesterday. He's 3400 bucks. He's been having an up-and-down year, but when he goes up, he goes up in a big, big way, and he's been cheap. So 3400 versus Smoke is a lot of value for a GPP power bat you're looking to target. If Jesus Aguilar cracks the lineup for Homer Bailey at 32, in play for you there. Um, other than that, like Louis Valbuena at 3200 versus a guy like Cobb could be a cheapie as well. Second base, you got Altuve at 5K. That's always in play. Ozzy always at 45. It's a little steep facing center guard, but I dig it for GPPs. I really do. Uh, Yohan Moncada, 44 versus Waka. Waka's a guy I, I didn't mention pitching. You could use. He's been like more of a cash game consistency play. White Sox bats are very inconsistent. They do strike out a lot. So I don't hate Waka by any means. It's just a guy I never really gravitate towards. Um, if you're looking at the White Sox, their team total is 375. Uh, lefty's 332, righty's 306 versus Waka. So a guy like Moncada at 44, kind of a one-off or a mini stack could be worth a look for you there. Jed Lowry at 41 versus King Felix, very much in play for you. The A's of a 4-2 total. Lefty's 409, righty's 329 versus Felix, a healthy 342 Woba for the A's versus right-handed pitching. If you aren't using Triggs, Robbie Cano is one of the hotter hitters in all of baseball. He's only 3900 bucks, uber cheap for you there. Coming off a 21-point performance over the weekend, a 13, a 0, a 10, swinging a good bat, 10 or more in three of his last four. So Triggs, or Cano at 3,900 versus Triggs could be a cheapie for you as well. The farther down you go, like Eduardo Nunes at 36, always an intriguing play. Daniel Robertson at 36 versus Boyd as well. Um, Johnny Villar is towards the top of the order at 34 I can get behind. 
Jed Jerko, you usually like versus lefties, but even against Shields, if he's at a good spot in the order at 34, you could put him in a GPP and probably go with it. Hernan Perez, second base outfield at 3K for Milwaukee is another punt-type play. And then Daniel Descalso, you're not going to tonight because Kershaw is on the mound. It's fun to mention him because we mention him all the time as value. Third base, Chris Bryant at 5K is interesting. Uh, A. Eugenio Suarez coming off the DL, and he has been on fire. He's 4500 bucks. 16 more points last night since his return from the DL. 16, 14, 0, 20, 0. So it's all or nothing with Eugenio. 4,500 middle of the order versus big game James. Don't hate it at all. Uh, Christian Villanueva of the San Diego Padres. 4,400 bucks. All this guy does is crush left-handed pitching. Seven of his eight home runs this year off of lefties. He's been just destroyed them. We talked about Suarez getting two homers uh, in his first start. He, you know, he will get the strikeouts, but he will feed you the long ball from time to time. So Villanueva at 44 is very nice. If not, Travis Shaw at 43 in Great American Small Park against Homer Bailey is a great choice. Great, great choice. Guys like Rafael Devers and uh, Heimer Candelario and Alex Bregman at 42, 41, and 4,000 respectively are all nice plays. I'd rather I try to get up to Shaw, but I don't hate those three if you somehow run out of funds in that department. Matt Chapman at 38 is always a GPP option. Going up against King Felix. Eduardo Escobar, I mentioned him a lot. He's third base shortstop eligible. He's 3,700. Went deep again last night. He's averaging 11 points a game in his last 10. Uh, he has 16, 8, 9, 9. 16, 8, 19. We mentioned this more. 0, 16, 9. So basically 8 or more in 9 of 10 games. He's very, very consistent. Really good for cash games with upside in GPPs with 3,700. And he's uh, third base shortstop eligible. The farther on you go at the position, you know, I mentioned Daniel Robertson. You know, Harris Solarte at 36 and Kyle Seager at 35 are two really, really good mid-price mid, uh, mid guys. Solarte has been feeling it 13 more points last night. Uh, he's got seven homers on the year, which many would not think about with an 848 OPS. And you got guys like Kyle Seager, who we know just consistently put together quiet games but very productive games. So both in play. A guy like Pedro Alvarez, first base, third base at 34. If you just want to try for that double-dong upside, he's always got it there in his matchup as well. Yolmer Sanchez at 3K versus Michael Waka. Always a nice value play if you need to go to Yolmer. I don't hate it, especially when always check the White Sox lineup when he's towards the top, like batting second between Mancada and Abreu. Much, much more appealing because of a, a serious option, especially in stacks with Yolmer. Shortstop, Correa, Machado. Bogarts is just crushing it. Another grand slam last night. You know, he's averaging 12.5 points a game. He's hitting 412, an OPS of 1171. He spent some time on the DL since he's returned 11-7 and 26. This guy's been crushing baseballs all year. Just the DL people forget about him. He's in a good matchup versus Jake Junis. Boston has a team total of 515, second on the slate. Lefty's 336, righty's 358 off Junis. So I like bogeys a lot at 37 if you're going that way. Didi at 46. Uh, you got Paul DeYoung at 44 versus Shields, another good Cardinal to target. In that matchup, one of the more expensive Cardinals to target. You got Marcus Simi has been on fire at 4K. Anderson Simmons at 39 versus Alex Cobb is a very nice look there as Cobb has just been hot, hot garbage on the year. The farther down you go, you got guys like Addison Russell, 32 is not horrible, prefer versus lefty over a righty. But uh, like the last few days, it's a shortstop position you almost have to you know, pay up for and be a little more comfortable with like 4K or above to, to get anything worth a lick at that position. Outfield, you got Trout at 58 versus Tra- uh, Cobb, which is... Outstanding. If you can afford him, he's a great play tonight. He was kind of in a funk for the Yankees. I wouldn't be shocked if Trout has a big, 
big night tonight, and Cobb could be that guy. If Mookie Betts is back at 55, he's definitely going to play. you got Harper. Hoskins is slumping. He's due to break out at any moment, and his ownership keeps going down, so keep him in mind. Uh, Springer at 5K versus Montgomery is intriguing. Love me some Tommy Pham at 49. Keeps getting overlooked night in and night out for the most part. J.D. Martinez keeps crushing it. He's 4800 bucks. Another double-digit night last night at 14. He's doing a lot without the long ball either. 14, 18, 2, 12. Uh, his last four games without a long ball. He went deep five games ago at 21, but then a 9. Doing really, really well, and he's not relying on the long ball. That's what makes J.D. such a great hitter at 4800 bucks. Yeah, Ben Intendi at 45. Lorenzo Cain at 45, leading off against Homer Bailey. Don't hate that at all. Teoscar Hernandez has shown more power versus righties and lefties this year. So if you aren't using Gibson, you want a one-off or a, a Toronto stack with, say, Hernandez, Smoke, and Solarte, 4,500 for Teoscar is very intriguing. Uh, Kristen Yellick at 44 versus Homer Bailey is in play as well. The Grandy man at 43, one-off, not a stack, but a one-off. I can go with Grandy at 43 for home run upside there. Okay, with the Chris Davis at 42. Prefer versus lefties, but it's King Felix. Who's feeding it up? You got Justin Upton at 42 versus Cobb. That's some value there, actually, in that matchup. Farther down, Jock, Jock Jams. Jock Peterson at 4K. Slowly getting going. He got 12 points last night, 10 the night before, 6, 29. He's starting to get it going. Everyday playing time in the alpha. He's 4K versus Cook. I like him quite a bit at that price tag to have a nice night against this youngster, Cook, who's been doing it with smoke and mirrors, and eventually it's going to blow up in his face. David Dahl at 4K versus Hendricks is an intriguing play. Same as Nelson Cruz at 4K in their matchups. Farther down you go, like a Scotty Shevler versus Chase Anderson at 39. Very solid play. Since returning from the DL, Shevler has been uh, hitting really well. 10 points last night. 10, 7, 16, 18, 3, 12, so 0, 25 since coming off the DL. So playing really, really well against a guy like Chase Anderson in that ballpark. In that lineup, 3900 bucks is a solid play for Shebs. Uh, D. Gordon, okay at 39. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Uh, you got guys like Chris Taylor versus Cook at 38. Marcelo Zuna, 38 versus Shields, very much in play in that matchup. Uh, the farther down you go, Adam Duvall for a GPP home run upside only at 37. Mentioned Matt Adams at 36 as an option. Um, you know, Adam Jones, Trey Mancini, yeah. Tropiano, he's not great, but uh, you got an Orioles team. Where is there? Team total of around four. Lefty's 369. Righty's 438. So if you are attacking him, you're, you can attack him from both sides. But he's got some reverse splits where righty's hit him hard. So you got like Mancini and Adam Jones. Mancini's got the more power upside, but both can be in play for you. you go down farther. You got guys like uh, Marcakis at 35 for one-offs. Eddie Rosario at 35 versus Estrada. We do like that. You look at Marco Estrada. One thing I will mention with him, big-time fly ball guy. He's a 30% ground ball guy. And a 21% strikeout guy. So he's basically like a 48% fly ball guy. That results in trouble. Lots and lots of trouble. Twins have a 496 total. It's tied for third highest on the slate. And he's got reverse splits. Lefty's 279. Righty's 337. I still like guys like Rosario and Kepler at their price tags and that upside at 35 and 34. But lots to like with that Twins team there. You know, farther, if you think Scherzer's going to give one up, you got Dickerson at 34, and Polanco at 34. I'd go see Dick over at Polanco, but either or, dealer's choice. Like Aaron Hicks and Brett Gardner at 34 versus Verlander, GPP only, of course. Jesse Winker leading off for Cincy at 33 is an intriguing option there for you. The farther down you look, uh, Marvin Gonzalez at 32. He does hit lefties really, really well. Lourdes Gurriel at 32 versus Kyle Gibson as a punt play. I can see it. Nicky Delmonico and Luis Garcia, preferably Delmonico. He's batting in the middle of the order. 
at 31 versus Waka as a punt. Cole Calhoun has been ice ice cold this year, but he's 3,100 versus the likes of Alex Cobb. Cobb could be just the guy you need to get off the, the schneid. Jose Perella at 31 and, and Manny Margot at 32 or two Padres versus Suarez. If you need one-offs or mini stacks, Felix Flores just gets bombed. Those are guys you can look at. One of my favorite value plays because he's mispriced because he's just, you know, just getting his feet wet. He's been chairing up AAA at two points last night, eight points his game before. Alex Verdugo of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's $3,000 versus Cook. This kid could can, can rake, could absolutely rake. So 3K could return some massive value. He, if, if people are paying attention, he should be chalk. He, he should be everywhere. It's like the free square that you take the value, you walk away, and you see what happens. Other than that, we'll check value when lineups come out and see where we go. But as you can tell, lots of ways to go with your lineups on tonight's slate. So recap on the pitching real quick. We've got Scherzer up top, Verlander 2, Sale 3. In the middle, Hendricks, Newcomb, Ross, Ross, and then Archer. Down below, Suarez, Triggs, and Kyle Gibson. Quick look at your BVP before we wrap things up today. Again, the Texas-Cleveland game isn't on schedule because it starts just too early for DraftKings liking. Pirates-Nationals, uh, not too much here. Starling Marte, 4 for 14, two doubles off Scherzer. Uh, Polanco's 1 for 11 with a solo homer. Marte was out yesterday. Hopefully he's back today. Leonis Martin, 3 for 7, double, triple versus Archer. Miggy, 7 for 18, double, two homers. Iglesias, 4 for 17. Castellanos only hitting 235. Farther down, Votto, three for nine, two doubles off Chase Anderson. Mesoraco's taking him deep. Manny Pena, four for seven, two homers off Bailey. Pena's like 2,400 if you want to punt. He went deep on Monday. Super cheap catcher if you want to go there. Uh, Ryan Braun hitting 340, 16 for 47, four doubles, four homers. That's a pretty good sample. He's first base outfield eligible, about 4,500 tonight. Uh, Azdrubal Cabrera, five for 12 with a double off Newcomb. Freddie Freeman, 5-for-12, a double, triple, and a homer off Syndergaard. Albies, 1-for-3 with a homer. Mentioned those kind of punt plays. Uh, Alcides Escobar, 24-for-73, doubles and a homer off Chris Sale. Uh, Moustakis, 8-for-28, the double and a homer. Salvi Perez, 17-for-63, doubles and a homer. So they do have history against Sale, but not like earth-shattering, but still a little bit of damage, more than people would expect. Javi Baez, 3-for-3, the double and a homer off John Gray. David Dahl, 2-for-3 with a homer off Hendricks. Carlos Gonzalez, 5-for-17, two doubles and a homer. Desmond Arenado, both taking him deep as well. Lomo, 8-for-21, two doubles, three trip, or one triple, three homers off Marco Estrada. I like that quite a bit. Lomo's below 3K. He's uber cheap, so GPPs, Lomo's a good-looking play. Eduardo Escobar, I mentioned him already, 4-for-11, two homers off Estrada. Really like him a lot. Maurer, 6-for-21, two doubles. Uh, Kevin PR, 3 for 10, double and a homer off Kyle Gibson. Uriel McCann Correa, all taking Jordan Montgomery deep. Didi Gregorius, 2 for 6, double and a homer off Verlander. Not super big sample, but it's there. Goldie, 11 for 49, two doubles, three homers off Kershaw. That's only a 224 average. As a teammate, a buck 87 off of him. Trout, I liked him already going tonight. This doesn't hurt. 7 for 12, two homers off of Cobb. Pull hole 7 for 12, the double and a triple. Valbuena has taken him deep as well. Nelson Cruz, 3 for 5, 2 homers off Triggs. Cano, 3 for 5 with a homer. Uh, Simeon, 10 for 31, 4 homers off King Felix. I mentioned Simeon's been red, red hot. That doesn't hurt either. 4 homers, 10 for 31, 323 average off of King Felix. Brandon Belt, 8 for 19, 3 doubles off Tyson Ross. Someone to keep in mind as well. So there you have it, your Tuesday, May 1st edition of Quick Hits in the Books. 
Check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. The Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast dropped last night with myself, Jesse, and Bucks. Previewing the Wells Fargo Championship. Really good stuff there. Jesse will have his article out, as usual, later today. We'll have OAD picks. Uh, Giancarlo will have his picks out. We got the semifinals, Champions League action dropped by Francisco this morning. So lots to like there. You got Bench with Bubba, episode 91 with the Gridiron Scholar. John Law joined me to, to recap the NFL draft with a fantasy football twist. So really check that out. Good, good stuff there. Uh, recording around the bases tonight, episode 62 with Mo. So a lot going on, as always. Check us out in the Slack, the Sports DJ Slack chat. That that activity is picking up, and I really, really like it. We're making uh, some money over there, so good stuff as always. So check it out. Check me on Twitter, at BDNTrip, with any questions you have. Good luck on your 14-game slate. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, May 1st edition. I'm out. <laughs>